Good morning to you all. Thank you for joining with us today. There's no doubt we are living in a volatile time. So I'm so glad we can connect this way and agree together to continue to place our trust in Him, the only one who has all rule and all authority. Jesus is the only one worthy of our praise and adoration. I know we're in agreement about that fact today. So let me begin by asking this question as we get right into our subject. What are you known for? This phrase came up in our household some weeks ago. Our daughter-in-law, Holly, brought it up kind of out of the blue in the middle of a conversation. She said, what are you known for? It wasn't a directed question to anyone in particular, but I do believe it was a prophetic statement. I knew the Lord was speaking and was in fact asking a question. A question not just for me, but I felt for all of us in these days who want to keep going on in Him. Usually at funerals, people will talk about the person who has passed away and speak of the good things they did and the kind of person they were and maybe what they were known for. But, but it has struck me lately while thinking about this question that we need to be able to self-evaluate, that is, know who we are, know what we are about individually, and most importantly, know who we are in Christ and what He has gifted us with so we can fulfill the plan that God has for all of our lives today. Who are you? Who am I? What are we known for? What in fact do people think of when they see us and have conversation with us? Hopefully, they can see a person who is full of the joy of the Lord, a person who cares deeply for the welfare of others, not just themselves, a person who is carrying the confidence and authority of Jesus that is needed to live a life continually bearing fruit that will remain. Maybe we are seen as people with a holy discontent for the ordinary, but also seen as having a clear picture of what can be when Jesus is in our lives. Can they see the beauty of the character of the Lord in us that encourages them also to live lives fully surrendered to His Lordship? So as I began to think about this whole subject, I thought that in this new year, it may be possible that there may be some attitudes we need to rid ourselves of, shake off as it were. And conversely, there may be some things we need to begin adding on by the help of the Holy Spirit that will enable us to take bolder steps for Him than ever before. So much so that we will be able to say with His confidence that we have received a mandate personally that will become a huge part of who we are in Him. Something we have taken hold of and are going forward with. We all have something inside of us that the Holy Spirit wants to make known to us. Something of the character of Christ that needs to be displayed more and more. And that can actually bring godly influence into the lives of others. What are you known for? Let's begin to dig into this question and endeavor to bring some clarity into it. Now the word vision has been coming to me lately. And I believe it really fits in with what we are speaking about today. So let's ask the question, do we have an individual vision for ourselves? Do we know our individual place in God and in His body? Let's look at a very well-known verse in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, 
where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained. That's the amplified version of this verse. I believe that word unrestrained there is speaking of a certain type of spiritual anarchy. Maybe you've never thought of that before. However, the fact is that in Christianity today, we are seeing a whole lot of that. Believers doing what they think or surmise is good, or simply following the crowd mentality. No individual vision for themselves or what they know by revelation of what God is doing at this particular time. Unfortunately, that's anarchy. We must all, by necessity, have the assurance of the Holy Spirit. We must know His direction personally. We must know that we have been given the anointing to carry out the vision He has given us, and that we are not acting out of our own will and our own nature, or simply because others are believing something and are running with it. I'm not interested in believing what is considered to be the flavor of the month revelation. I want to hear personally from the Lord and have it confirmed by those who are my covering. See, we must have revelation that promotes the Lord, makes His name great on the earth. Everything else may appear to be good, appear to be good works or good beliefs. However, these things will not achieve anything lasting for eternity unless they are God works, anointed by Him. The Hebrew word for vision in our text is translated as revelation. I'm sure you would agree that for us to carry vision, there has to be a continuing unfolding revelation of the Lord. Can we, for example, say that we know Him more now than we did this time last year? Are we hearing His voice in a clearer way? I think that one of the good things that this pandemic has done is it has caused us to be quiet before Him and commune with Him, yes, sometimes even out of desperation. So many times we can say, I thought I knew Him. However, as I get closer to Him, I see that there are so many things about Him I thought I knew but didn't really. Of course there is. After all, He is a limitless God. The Word says He is past finding out. Hallelujah. There's always, always something new we can learn about Him. Isn't it wonderful when He shows us something fresh regarding His character and person? See, this is the exciting thing about serving Him. Vision. Now let's look at visions or having a vision as opposed to carrying vision. There are many that have actual visions. They see things in the Spirit. It's a prophetic gifting. It's biblical. The prophet Joel prophesied of a time when your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. In the New Testament, we see that Peter had an astounding vision, one in fact he entered right into, and the Lord spoke to him out of it. So there's one thing I want to point out today, and it's this. We can have a vision upon a vision of things we see or dreams we dream. However, unless we can see a practical outcome to the kingdom of God in it, one has to wonder, okay, what was all this about? As you know, Peter's vision of the sheep going down with all kinds of unclean things to him on it, it had a practical, marvelous outcome. 
It was the opening of the gospel to the Gentiles. We wouldn't be having this talk today if he had not put feet onto that vision, literally going to visit Cornelius. Remember, it wasn't the done thing for a Jew to have dealings with a Gentile, especially to go into a Gentile's home. However, Peter was obedient and literally took steps to bring the vision to pass, resulting in Cornelius and his whole household coming into the kingdom. Having vision to carry out a work of the Lord is way more than having an actual vision about something. The first prerequisite of a person who carries vision is that we must have our minds so fixed on him that he is the one who fills our vision completely. He is the source of all vision. He is, if you like, vision personified. Getting back to having a vision. My prayer is for all of us to begin to have these visions, times when we see with our spiritual eyes something the Lord is saying. But let's be bold in these days and ask, Lord, what's this about? Holy Spirit, show me and show me how to put feet onto it. Show me how to pray and intercede so it will come to pass. Give me strategic vision about this. See, a vision without action is merely a dream. An action without vision can end up really bad. Again, doing things our way. Both together, however, can change people and circumstances. I read an article a few weeks ago which explains very well how having a vision and being a person carrying vision work well together. Let me tell you about it. A man in his 70s who pastored a small church had a vision and he saw himself preaching in front of thousands of people. As he pondered over this vision, it became clear to him by praying about it that what the Lord was saying was that the thousands of people who would be hearing were not in his church or any other church, but in fact over the internet. Now the problem was he wasn't very good at the tech side of using the internet and he knew he had to try and brush up his knowledge and expertise if this vision were to come about. He had received a vision. However, now he needed strategy to put feet on this vision and become a vision carrier or a visionary person. So he went and got advice from someone who was knowledgeable and had great expertise in this field. He got her to teach him and educate him on the technical side of things and also on how to make his presentation more interesting to those who would be listening something that would attract people's attention. There are skills to learn, and Holy Spirit will anoint these skills. The story goes on to say that what started out as just a few watching literally turned into thousands watching and receiving the gospel. His audience is still growing. He didn't let his own shortcomings in the area of understanding the how-tos of internet and presentation curb his carrying the vision and making it happen. Are we getting it? Vision and being visionary. Jesus came to planet Earth with clear vision. He knew why he had come. He knew that he would pay the ultimate price by going to the cross on behalf of mankind. He had come to destroy the works of the evil one, carrying our sin and our weakness and our sickness all on himself. However, before he went to the cross, the ultimate sacrifice, he walked the vision out. How? By healing the sick, 
delivering people from the grip of the enemy, telling his listeners that his kingdom was not of this world, teaching how to order one's life, teaching as Pastor John spoke of a week or so ago on how to go the other way. Jesus taught behavioral issues of how to order one's life so that his disciples would know how to disciple others. This is how the gospel would spread and keep spreading. There are many who carry vision and are walking it out. I think of those who have had vision for orphaned children, for example, and have gone to war-torn torn countries to care for them and point, point them to Jesus. One can only begin to imagine what is being sown into them as children, so much so that they will do wonders for Jesus and his kingdom as they progress and go forward in life. We may not be called upon to go to such lengths for vision. However, let me emphasize again that God has vision for all of our lives. We too should carry his vision and put it into practice. Now, his vision for us to carry can be something as simple as, let's say, being an encourager. If that is the case, we must carry that vision out on a daily basis. Sounds easy, right? Well, no, not really. Because if we want to be known as an encourager, for example, there may be some things we cannot give into that has been a natural part of our own makeup. So let's say we are prone to being negative. We would have to choose to put negativity aside purposefully so we could carry and walk out our God-given vision of being an encourager. We would have to flee, as it were, all types of negativity because ne negativity is like a virus, transmissible. We would want to make this gifting of encouragement top priority in our lives so that we could bless others and they in turn could end up being encouragers of others. I know of one young woman who most definitely carries a vision of encouragement. She's on social media every day, purposefully, just to be an encourager every day. There's an encouraging scripture accompanied by an encouraging thought. I have never seen her post anything negative, only wonderful thoughts of how good the Lord is. I look forward to seeing what she writes. You can feel it doing you, you good in your spiritual man. Vision. I've been reading lately about Daniel. It's written that Daniel had an excellent spirit. He carried vision. His vision was to see God glorified as the only true God while living in captivity in Babylon, which was a nation of idol worshippers. To carry out that vision in practical terms, he put his own life on the line from choosing what to eat. Now, I'm sure that you would agree that would be a hard thing to do, to refusing to bow down to a man-made idol. In fact, choosing to pray three times a day in front of an open window where he could be seen. His penalty for not bowing down to this idol was being thrown into the lion's den. God, though, delivered him from those lions. He shut their mouths. When the king came to inspect the next day and saw that Daniel was safe, he began to praise Daniel's God, the only true God. Daniel not only carried vision, he knew how to practically walk it out. In Daniel 11, we read this incredible verse, the people who know their God shall prove themselves strong and shall stand firm and do exploits for God. 
Daniel did indeed do exploits from interpreting the king's dream without even knowing what the dream was about to being able to understand that Israel's captivity would end in 70 years and making intercession for his nation so this would come about, which indeed it did. Carrying ongoing vision requires living it out as a lifestyle. Maybe even changing the way we think in some areas. We may have to ask Holy Spirit to change our thought process. This is how we will become known as being visionaries. Every one of us doing our part to showcase His glory, showcase His might. I don't know about you, but I'm not remotely interested in being known for the fading glory or glamour of this world. Celebrity status comes and goes. Pedestals are well known for having people fall off of them. Man-made kingdoms and philosophies of this world also come and go. However, his word, yes, his word is forever settled in heaven. His kingdom will never end. His destiny in our lives is for our good and will go on for eternity because the word says he has put eternity in our hearts. At the end of the age, we will not be known for things that only had temporary status or what we believed because it sounded good to us. We will be known for what we did to promote Him, Jesus, the Son of God. We will be known for how we allowed Holy Spirit to use us and work out of us. Let's not wait for our passing from this world to the next to have people say things that may or may not be true about us. Let's instead put our lives into his hands and if we don't know yet what we are known for we can ask him now today at the beginning of this year as to what he wants us to be used and known for let's determine to be full of vision a continually renewed revelation of who he is and how we can live out his purpose in our individual lives I'll end with asking the question again, what are you known for? Don't be disappointed if in your natural thinking you think it's too small or not worthy enough. In His hands, you can be His light, His voice, His character in the world. Nothing is greater than that. It begins with knowing, then allow it to become your lifestyle. Be encouraged today. You're to be filled to overflowing with Him. He is our vision. Out of that, everything else flows out, naturally and supernaturally. Will you join me in praying and sealing this word to our hearts today? Father, you are our vision. We want to be filled with a vision of who you are. After this revelation, there will be an outflow. May we come to the firm belief that you have a purpose for each of our lives. That purpose is to display and proclaim your glory. You came to earth filled with vision. It was your Father's vision. For God so loved the world that he gave his Son. You, Jesus, the Son, fulfilled that vision. You were the greatest visionary for all time and eternity. We believe that you have also called your church to be visionaries, carrying fresh vision that showcases who you are and what can be accomplished even through us as we partner with you. We pray today that we will have the boldness to come to you and inquire as to what we are known for and more importantly, what you want us to be known for. May we become diligent to put aside the need to try and put anything into effect without the enabling of Holy Spirit. 
we are determined to be led by you and to be continually anointed and delighted in doing your will. We ask it in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. May God bless you this week and give you his fresh vision. Remember, you are greatly loved.